This is Next Stop Now, a podcast about experiments in repurposing life. I'm Isabel Angel. Next Stop Now is a production of the Ecological Citizens Project, which grows citizen-led campaigns to build a more just, healthy, democratic, and sustainable way of life. This show is about different people who took a risk and changed their life to change the world. And today, we hear from two people preparing to leave their Brooklyn apartment for something very different. Depending on who you talk to about a tiny house or what a tiny house is, varies greatly. Um, The community is really diverse. I think... The accepted definition is anything under 500 square feet on a foundation or on wheels. Ours is a, is a tiny house on wheels. So I'm uh, Rick McNerney. I am a product manager at JetBlue Airways um, and in the process of moving from Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, preferably into a shack in the woods, otherwise known as a tiny house. Uh, I'm Leah Milkerick. Rick is my husband, and I am a program manager for Con Edison Solutions, doing energy efficiency projects, and I share an abode with Rick both now and in the future. I wanted 10% in my career and 10% in each other interest avenue, whether it was starting a new business or doing something. Really wanted that flexibility and realized that um, the city wasn't going to give me that. So then I started looking for opportunities there, and this happened to the idea of disparate ideas getting me to the small house. I actually grew up in a house bus my parents constructed and um, have always lived sort of a very nomadic lifestyle. And even when I was in a city or a town for several years, I would move many different apartments and I just never really accumulated all that much stuff. And I had a desire to travel and see other places and live other places um, over the course of our lives and with Rick hating to move, the tiny house seemed like a really great way to get what I wanted without driving him crazy. But for me, the, the main driver was realizing that I did not have, um, though I have what is considered success in um, our current capitalist culture, um, I wasn't feeling like I had time to do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and with the arrival in New York of an acoustic guitar that I'd been paying on a little bit over the time showed up. Um, I realized that I had all the stuff, but I didn't have any time to do anything with the stuff. So like Rick, um, I really struggled when we moved to New York with how much time I was spending doing the job that was paying the bills. Um, it was interesting, but it, it wasn't passionate for me. I, I missed having time to draw or to design clothes or to go out and walk in the woods. Before we moved to New York, I felt like I had a much better work-life balance. And um, I really wanted to get to a point where I had more time for the things that I was passionate about and not just take all my time up with paying bills. And we both really struggled being here in New York, um, feeling that this was a culture about consuming something else someone else had created. And we really wanted to be the ones doing the creating of things. And with the tiny house reducing our cost of living so much, 
we're very hopeful that the amount of time we have to spend on work to pay the bills um, gives us that time to do the things we're passionate about. It's really about uh, chasing chasing joy, and and that's not easy. Um, it takes a lot of um, self-reflection, which I think is hard the busier you are. Um, we're f fairly comfortable. Um, that's, that's really enabled us to do this. If we were struggling to keep a roof over our head, I think it'd be really hard. We'd be focusing on the basics. And the tiny house might be a solution because we go, this is a way out from under debt or something else. For us, it's it's we have an abundance and we're trying to figure out how to save that abundance so that we can be more flexible later on. And I think that focusing on what brings us joy is what's enabled us to do that. So we have a ridiculously custom layout when it comes to our tiny house. It is unlike any space we've been in and other people have seen it and even our builder have said this is this is 100% unique what you guys are doing with this. For us, I think um, the spaces that are in that house that we really focused on making them all fit was for there to be a dedicated space for Leah to do art and um, work on clothing and paint and draw that had great light. For me, the exact opposite of that, a space where I could mix audio and record music and store my sound equipment and work that didn't have a lot of light because I like working on audio in a cave and um, a communal space that had room for us to eat um, that had room for us to uh, listen to music and um, comfortable seating. One of the things that came into the design process, our builder actually suggested that we go with a shed roof instead of a traditional um, gabled roof, which gave us more interior space to use, which we hadn't really thought about before. And then um, in each of our creative spaces, we realized that it was really important we could each stand. So one of the solutions we came up with um, is a motorized loft. So it goes above our living room where our couch and TV are, and uh, it goes up to about three feet from the ceiling, and it has all of my art stuff on it, a sewing desk, a dress form, an easel, a whole bunch of stuff related to my creative process. But when I'm not using it, it just goes up out of the way and still gives us like nearly seven foot ceilings in our living room. In our conversations, the one thing that Leah kept driving home was, I want light. There needs to be a lot of light. And we have our builder um, who we work with, uh, Liberation Tiny Homes out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. When we showed him the drawings, he's like, you guys have a lot of windows. So we really found some dynamic ways to figure out how to get the things that were really key to us to live comfortably and get the sort of full life experiences we wanted once we were in our tiny house into that space. I'm soft and I like, I like my comfy life. Um, so the, the tiny house was a way to still have all the comfy things that I wanted. You know, I, I really feel like it wasn't um, a sacrifice to get us there. Um, I think it's actually sort of now the investment was in the research in myself to distill things down to just those things that I wanted to use. Um, and I think that the, the tiny house is a great limiter um, because of the, it is a fixed amount of space.
So one of the things that I'm also really excited in getting back to as we get to the tiny house is um, sort of simplifying the number of things we have and having multi-purpose and reuse things. So Rick has given me grief almost the entire time I've known him because I reuse plastic grocery bags. I reuse plastic Ziploc bags. I will like wash them and hang them up to dry and use them again. I want to reuse twist ties. I, I mean, everything to me, I grew up in a culture where you just kind of used what you had and you reused what you had and you kept on going with it till it just died. And then you went and got something else or found something else to replace that. And it was never about um, getting the correct new shiny thing to do the task. And so as we head back into um, designing our tiny house and simplifying our lives to function that way, um, we're making some very intelligent choices about the things that go into our house, but everything is multifunctional and everything is designed to last for a really long time. And um, for me, it's really important that, you know, we don't just fill it with shiny new gadgets, that we really get back to that idea of a simpler, more sustainable life, uh, the fact we can we can compost, um, we can really focus in on, on recycling. We're not going to be getting nearly as many takeout containers that we have to deal with. Like, we're, we're really going to be buying, you know, more foods in bulk. We'll actually get to have a garden. We'll get to grow some foods again. So for me, a big part of this in, you know, the appeal is slowing down the life, but also keeping it really simple, keeping it really basic, and, you know, not needing to do with all the shiniest, newest, best things all the time. You need space to be creative, to assimilate those ideas, and, and uh, for that you need time and room to breathe. And I think that's, it's funny that going to something smaller feels very liberating, like it's going to give me a lot more room to maneuver than um, even a bigger house would. Um, but the idea is really be able to drive towards that um, goal of lower impact, more experiences, and living a richer life, defining happiness for ourselves rather than um, what capitalism says we need to have to be happy. You know, someone said it really well in a book we have somewhere that's not in front of us, but the whole idea of you know, a tiny house having just enough space for the things that you're passionate about um, and the square footage of it not really being the important thing, um, but the idea that you only have the space that you need to live a happy life. was Rick McNerney and Leah Milkarik. You can check out photos of their home at rickstsm.wordpress.com. You can also find Rick on Instagram at mopedmusic. Music from this episode is by Poddington Bear and Lee Rosefear. Editorial help from Jason Angel and Jocelyn Apicello. Next Up Now is a production of the Ecological Citizens Project. You can learn more about their mission and hear the other episodes of this podcast at ecologicalcitizens.org. Sometimes you just need a little inspiration to take that leap in your life. Maybe you'll find that in these stories. The next stop is now. Mm-hmm.